0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm going to do something, though, now that I have not done in a long, long time. And I got to be honest, I don't think I'm going to do a whole lot of it when I come back from vacation. Because the best way you can describe the team that plays basketball that is supposed to be a professional team. That plays at the world's most famous arena. That resides at Madison Square Garden. I think the best way most of this Nick year and most of the feelings have been towards the team. It's summed up by apathy. I know I feel that way. I'm sure a majority of you feel that way. How could you get all worked up about the New York Knicks at this point? How can you? Why would you? It's like, why would I waste my breath and my energy and all of this good vibes and good feelings that I have coming on the air to start a show and talk about a team that is is as relevant as can be, yet again, playing an NBA season. But on Wednesday, the Knicks managed to find themselves relevant for all of the wrong reasons taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. So many things to get into when it comes to dysfunction, when it comes to nauseating, feelings, you name it. First off, watching John Morant do his thing for the Memphis Grizzlies. And by no means am I looking to come on the air and rag on R.J. Barrett and tell you that R.J. Barrett's a stiff. Because you know what? That's not fair. He's a young player. He has shown upside this year. I do believe there is ability. But guess what? I can say this with... A good amount of certainty. He ain't going to beat Ja Morant, who has been by far and away the best rookie in the NBA, who is exactly the sort of electrifying guard that has been missing at the guard, it feels like, for 30-plus years. And has a Memphis team that wasn't particularly good a year ago and did not get off to a good start this year. At the 500 mark. If the season ended today, the Memphis Grizzlies, guess what? They'd be going to the postseason. They're giving you the sort of year from a progress standpoint that folks here in New York would be salivating over if it was the New York Knickerbockers. Could you imagine if the Knicks had a young player like John Moran playing like that and they were 500? There would be buzz around the team. I would be able to come on the air and actually talk about the games on a night in and night out basis. Why would I do that now? The team's an absolute dumpster fire. And they have been for two decades. Nothing has changed. Nothing is new. It's been status quo since what? That 2013 season when Roy Hibbert blocked Carmelo Anthony in the second round of the playoffs. I feel like that is the last relevant game the Knicks have played. That was a long, long time ago, folks. Think about what you were doing in 2013. So, watching Morant and seeing progress from a team like Memphis is upsetting. Because you're not seeing it from the Knicks who are playing a bunch of veteran pieces. They have no plan for the future. There's no direction. The front office is a total embarrassment. And the wheels keep spinning. Now, we get to the in-game controversy that Actually, he's gonna have me side with one of the players on the New York Knicks and Alfred Payton. So Jay Crowder steals the basketball with the Grizzlies smoking the Knicks with about 40 seconds to play. They're all big in the game. And by this point, I am out of the game. I'll be the first to admit. No reason to watch. I'm already dialed into Marquette and Xavier after what I saw from a team that knows how to play basketball at a winning level and in a winning fashion. By the name of the Seton Hall Pirates, who we'll get to later. Regardless, I come into the studios and I see what transpired with Jay Crowder, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. That is the ultimate FU move if I've ever seen one. He steals the ball at 40 seconds, and instead of, you know, dribbling it for 40 or for 24 or whatever, milking the shot clock, one more possession, maybe shooting it with one or two seconds, hand it off to the Knicks and getting the hell out of Madison Square Garden. No, Jay Crowder was looking to embarrass the Knicks. And he hoisted up a three-point shot. Peyton did not like it and took a shot. I understand the frustration. It was a bush League play by Jay Crowder. I don't think anybody would argue that. That's what Alfred Peyton, though. He's got to grow up a little bit. Your team is an embarrassment, bro. You just got smoked again on your home floor. You're one of the worst teams in the NBA. All of a sudden, now you got to be a tough guy. I'm fine cursing him out. I'm fine yelling and screaming a little bit. You don't need to take a cheap shot. I also thought that was kind of out of line. Two Bush League players, if you ask me. Who's more fault? It's Jay Crowder. I have way bigger an issue with Jay Crowder trying to rub it up and ram it up the New York Knicks, who are as big a joke in the NBA as that you're going to find. Then, you get to the brouhaha after the game. And, I, for one, have actually enjoyed watching Marcus Morris play. He has been tough. He plays with passion. He doesn't belong here because he belongs on a winning team. And I hope come next week's trade deadline, Marcus Morris finds his way to the Lakers or the Philadelphia 76ers or a team that can go and do some serious damage in the postseason. He being a part of this Knicks team is a total waste, regardless of what he has said. Marcus Morris made some silly comments after the game, basically yucking Jay Crowder's play up to being womanly and female like. There's no defense of that. It's a bad look. He was in the wrong, but this is where I'm going to give him more of a pass than others. Unfortunately, we live in this society now, and it bothers me where everybody is looking to attack, attack, attack. Everybody is looking to, you know, get somebody fired, have somebody lose a job, put them on, you know, the front and back pages of the newspaper and make them public enemy number one. I, for one, I don't work that way. Yeah, I'll call you out when you're wrong. But you know what? I think we should be far more forgiving as a society. Not to get all philosophical on you, but that was my first thought. Right after, Marcus Morris apologized for the comments that he made. Here's the way I would look at it. He said something stupid. He acknowledged he said something stupid. It didn't kill anybody. Let's move on with our lives. I mean, am I missing something here? Marcus Morris has been a pro's pro all year. One of the few things to actually like about the New York Knicks. He made a mistake. He wasn't right with what he said. Don't be commenting. Stupid comment. Apologize and move on. And hopefully come next week, you're wearing a different uniform. Because you should be wearing a different uniform. But that adds to the Knicks' ineptitude throughout the night. The what could have been with John Morant. The brouhaha with Peyton and Crowder. Getting embarrassed on your home four. A player making a dopey comment after the game. And then last but not least, James Dolan getting into it with fans again. And you have a rather loud contingent of folks at Madison Square Garden yelling to sell the team. And you know what? God bless you if you're at the Knick game. God bless you. Because there's not a chance in hell you're catching me in Madison Square Garden to go watch that product on the floor. I think a good majority of the Knick fans who are listening to my show, who listen listening to this radio station, They're feeling that apathy. They want every reason to come back to the garden and have something to feel good about. But the idea of watching a bunch of players on one-year contracts with not a whole lot of hope for the future and the product that you're getting on the court is not exactly getting you to run and watch a game. And if you are finding your way to the garden, guess what? You're going to go and watch a Moran. Or you're going to see... LeBron when he's in town, or Kawhi Leonard when he's in town, or Giannis when he's in town. That's kind of what it's turned into. Madison Square Garden, for all these players around the league, it has turned into the place for them to showcase themselves and then bolt. Wednesday will go down as just Another wonderful day in Nickland. And for those who want to continue to sip the Kool-Aid, hoping and praying, this guy is coming. That guy is coming. Let me ask you an honest question. If you were Giannis, how could you honestly be dumb enough to want to go and play for the New York Knicks? Like, if I advised Giannis, I was hired. They put me on his PR staff. They said, J.J., you're the number one guy. You're going to advise this guy who's got a chance to be maybe the next best player in the league. What would you do? As a lifelong Knicks fan, as a native New Yorker, I would tell him, don't go anywhere near there. Because there's no reason for you to subject yourself to that franchise, which is as big a joke as it is. So the question I get all the time, how do you fix the New York Knicks? It's a loaded question. I mean, where do I begin? Could sit here for 10 hours telling you ways you could fix the New York Knicks. Starting with ownership. Getting competent front office people in here who actually have a clue. They don't have that. Tell me you believe in the Mills-Perry plan. If you do, you're a fool. Look at the product. Look at the end result. Look at the last couple of years. You believe in that product? Shame on you. But you got a Draft. And when you have a chance to get the home run, you better hit the home run. That's the way the NBA works. But Wednesday night, how do you sum up the Knicks? You get embarrassed by the Grizzlies. The player that was one away tortures you. You got a skirmish at the end of the game. You got sell a team chance. You got the owner fighting fans. And then you got Morris making dopey comments after the game. Oh, wonderful. That's the only way the Knicks can lead this radio show. Or any other radio show. They're incompetence. Because in a week from now, after the NBA trade deadline, let's call it like it is. Nobody's going to care. If you think I'm leading shows in February and March with the Knicks, you got another thing coming. They don't deserve it. Unless you have another incident like this, why would you even waste your time? Another wonderful night that you can add to the chapter of James Dolan owning the New York Knicks. Not all his fault on Wednesday night, but you know what? Under his watch, Nick's been nothing more than an embarrassment and a disgrace. It's it like it is. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.